Hello, hello, and welcome to the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers with real originators in the trenches, just like you every single day. If they can go there, how come I can't go there? Well, you can't. Like if you don't water your plants, you don't have future crops. You can't feed your family. You can't make a living. This is watering your crops. You have to find your community and you have to dig in. If it wasn't for you guys, I can tell you, probably my trajectory would have been a completely different one. We'll see you on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Well, welcome, welcome back. Another edition here of the Next Level Loan Officers podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by actual producing in the trenches loan officers. Uh, the only podcast that's like that anywhere in the U.S. Excited to be here. Uh, Kellen Vaughn here, one of the coaches and founders of Next Level joined in the next level studio by my fellow founder and coach kenneth travis kenneth what's up man yeah hey I've, I've got to i got to bring something up Kevin. Uh, this uh, is completely off topic i know this is a mortgage loan officer podcast however mm-hmm. how about them cowboys baby boy i'll tell you what yes i'll tell you what <laughs> <laughs> that uh at least that defense looked pretty good so That's we'll it. see you know this is but this is what happens ken right yeah. it's like they lure you in right. just to crush your soul <laughs> okay so yep. uh be, it's uh, you know at least you're not a jets fan right Let's, yes <laughs> but, you know aaron Rodgers takes one snap and he's out for the season so anyway yeah. um all that to, you're right this is not a football talk podcast although that would be fun to do but man, we're here talking mortgage talk, and hopefully, uh, we've got some Cowboys fans that are listening to us today. And I don't know, I don't know, Ken, if I look any different to you, but as a fellow Texan, you might appreciate yeah. the fact that I'm not sweating right now. Did you notice that? Oh, well, this is the, true. And, the and you're too. growing your beard. Yeah, I got a little beard. You know, you guys can watch us on YouTube. Check out this channel. But, but really, um, more importantly, Ken is I actually have long sleeves on today. And, uh, and it's, I'm, it's not 109 degrees outside. So can we get an amen for that? I think it's actually, amen. 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 It's It's about, it's about 74 degrees outside, which for some areas that would be a heat wave. But for us, uh, that's, that's a cold front. And, (laughs) and, and you know what that tells me, Ken, and you know what this is, which is also the topic of this call today. You know what that means? Speaking of code fronts, it means winter is coming. My friends, winter is coming. Sorry, bro. I had to. Oh, here we go. We got a little game of Thrones. So if you're a game of Thrones fan, then you can enjoy that. But yes, listen, winter is coming, Ken. And if you're in the mortgage business, as we all are, you have to be thinking about this, right? Like we have to be preparing for, you know, I'm going to say it because it needs to be said, but it, it might be the toughest winter that we face as an originator. I don't know that that's an, I don't know that that's an overstatement. That, that may be an understatement. 
I think it's very possible that it's going to be very challenging for a lot of loan officers. Um, I think if the last six months are any indication, I don't think we're going to see rates dramatically improve between now and let's say January. Um, they might lean more towards improving, but I don't think we're going to see dramatic improvement. And so we've got to do some things right now to put ourselves in a position to survive the winter. Right. I think that's a, a, a conversation that I, I think if we didn't mention it, Ken, and we didn't put loan officers at least on alert and aware of, you know, what's coming, we wouldn't be doing our civic duty. Well, and I think if, if I could add to that, I think it's it's a reality, everyone. It's a reality. Right. Versus hope. Uh, I often like to say hope's not a strategy, but the reality is, is that it, we're, you know, obviously we're in a tough market, uh, don't see it getting any better. However, I think that hope is also a conversation that we can have with people. And I think sure. that if you're focused on the right activities and you're focused on the, on the things that you do have control over, um, regardless of what market you're in, regardless of the amount of traffic you're currently getting, um, I think that. I do. I think that the loan officers that can hold the line, like if you can just hold the line just a mm -hmm. little bit longer. Hold the wall. Right? Hold the wall. And, and I think, I think you know, when I look back at the last 18 months, we were having these conversations that we're having now with our audience and really getting people prepared for, you know, a rough, you know, um, six to 12 months. And right. it's been substantially longer than that. Right. And it's been a lot more brutal, even for what I thought, you know, and I think that yep. there was a lot of optimism in the marketplace and obviously the reality has hit. Um, the entire industry has had to readjust. We've had to recalibrate. We've had to hit the reset button. A lot of us have had to go back to the basics and, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about today to some degree is going back to the basics and knowing really where we feel like originators need to focus their time, energy and efforts and what's important for the environment that we're in for the direction that we're going. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think if you're a loan officer and you're listening to this, this isn't a fear mongering, you know, podcast mm -hmm. that if you know us, well, you know, that's, that's not what we're about. We're willing to always embrace it. But I think there's a, there's a reality that needs to be addressed. Right. And, and the reality is that, uh, you know, it could be rough for, a, for a lot of loan officers. And, yeah. and again, not to scare you, but the, but, but to prepare you, right? And, I, and so that's what we want to do. We want to talk about a couple of things today that I think if you're a loan officer and your plan is to see this thing through, then, um, you know, th these are the things you need to be working on in your business. And I don't mean this to say, let me just say this real quick. I don't mean this to say like, you know, this is doom and gloom and, and you're going to be out of the business and, you know, in the um, uh, food pantry line by any means. But we've all had volumes that are significantly less than, um, you know, what, what they were last year so or the years before, right? And so I just think it's going to be – we've seen it slow down quite a bit in the last six weeks, um, although August was a really good month. September, October look definitely lighter. I think that could progress. Now, we may get a surprise. December is always a good month. We'll see how it shakes out. But I think for loan officers out there, you've just got to be doing some things now to prepare for it so that you can make it. And if you're waiting until November or December to do some of these things, it's just going to be too late. And so we're just here to offer that.
piece of advice. So let's get started, Ken. What's what's number one on the list of things that loan officers need to be thinking about? Yeah, I think for like I do, man. I I think it's it really boils down to efficiencies. And a lot of times you'll hear, you know, coaches and gurus talk about processes and systems and kind of overused terms to some degree, but it's really just efficiencies. It's not how great or amazing your technology is. It's how well you're using it, how well you're plugging into it. And, um, and, and I love saying this good is good enough, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be perfect and it certainly doesn't have, it has to be effective. And so for me, effectiveness is where a lot of you should be focused a lot of your time, energy and efforts. And uh, if I can share a story, Kellen, this kind of sure. will kind of paint a picture for a lot of you guys that are listening and ladies. Um, I haven't been in the trenches like I am now in a long time. Okay. And of course I went from the, you know, from the retail, I was a broker for 10 years, retail 10 years, gone back to the broker uh, world, been here for almost a year. And the way that I'm even doing business is a little different now than what it was previously. Right. But it's the market that's really moved me. It wasn't that I moved from one uh, environment to another. It's, it's just the market has forced me to, um, like if production's a little lower than what I'm, I'm down 40%, Kellen. I'm down forty mm-hmm. percent. Sure. I was yep. looking at my numbers just earlier this week, and I was like, "Wow, I'm down forty percent from what we did last year." That's significant, right? 100%. And in being in a new process environment, I, I really wanted to get in and do pre-calls myself and see, you know, what what people were going to experience and what I was going to experience and how the technology shaked out. And uh, it, I've been doing it for some time now, but but now I'm getting to a point to where I'm like, okay. I see the I see the process. I seen the uh, I seen the uh, the things that weren't a great process, and I was able to really dial in the efficiencies of the process. And I, I lived in it. I physically was in it, doing it, and and making it better. And what I learned from that is it, it, it reminded me that when you're working in your business, you're not working on it, right? And uh, I was having a little team meeting. One of my team members, one of my loan partners, she was just like, yeah, how's it feel to be in the trenches, KT? And like, actually, it's a lot of work to do it. And like, there's a lot of things for you to do it in there. And I was like, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot for one person. I said, but y'all, shoot, y'all don't do all do it on your own. Like we do it as a team. And, and so we were laughing about it. But but I said, but you know what's most important? And she said, what's that? I said, even with the amount of volume that we've had, which in my case, and this is the positivity, guys, I'm not saying this to brag, but like I'm getting probably 20 apps a, a week, Right. And no. so it's because I'm focused on the activities that, that we need to be focused on. We'll get into some of those maybe here shortly. Um, but um, but I am busy. Right. But what happens when you're not when you're in the trenches and you're so focused on the loan? Well, then you're not marketing. Right. And then right. that's what causes a lot of roller coaster months, I think, for loan officers. And so it was a good reminder that, OK, it was good to be in this in this uh, in this place in my process and knowing and and doing what my team is doing and doing it with them and and looking at it from A to Z and we went through the whole thing and it's been it's head and shoulders night and day different um, and we've ironed out I would say ninety eight percent of our challenges I still have a couple of gaps here and there that I'm either looking for technology to fill but it's not a priority it's good enough right. and I'm affecting at a high level I'm having to operate and work a little bit differently in some regards because of some new systems and processes but but that's okay 
I think the I think my point is don't overcomplicate it, but understand that like if you don't have a efficient process in place, you're going to lose business, you're going to lose deals, uh, lack of communication, no communication, um, not prioritizing, you know, correctly. There's a lot of things you can talk about. Like I tell my you know my team when a deal you know when a lead comes in, we have a process for it. What do you think's more? What do you think is a higher priority, a $450,000 loan, Kellen, or a $89,000 loan? Well, I mean, everybody well, needs I, a, uh, can. Right, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, without, you know, let me, well, <laughs> and let me, and I, let me explain because yeah, this, I, no, I think this, I know this where sounds you're going, bad, right. but let me explain what I mean. And yeah. I tell my team this, I'm like, guys, treat every borrower equally, right? But if you have a higher, a more profitable loan that, that, needs like I'm gonna probably I me personally I'm gonna give more attention to that but we still need to give equal customer service to these other these lower you know either whether it's a maybe a credit score is a good example too like sometimes if I have a more difficult file I need more time on it it may mm-hmm. not be something I'll tell the be I communicate to the borrower hey you have a little hair on this you got low credit scores it's not that I don't care about you you're a harder transaction you're gonna be you you, you need a little bit more time and attention of mine and and I'm let me get these other things done and I'm, I need a little bit more time. Are you okay with that? And, and dude, every time I never had a client say, no, I'm not okay with that. I yeah. need to know today. Yeah. Right? right. Because they have, you know, they may have a circumstance or a situation that's more complicated. I need sure. more time for that. Well, if you got other leads coming in, you got to start having these conversations and saying, well, that's not a priority. It is a priority, but it's not, but you got to prioritize. You still got to prioritize. Right. And so these are the top, top of conversations that my team and I have. And I have to be careful saying it, even on the podcast. <laughs> I see your expression like, no, Kenneth, you can't say that. And I, I get well, it, but that's not how I meant it. I meant it. Sure. It's like we have to prioritize, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think it's okay to do it. I mean, we, you know, we are kind of, you know, profiling these files when they're coming in and, and figuring out what we can get to quickly, what needs more time. And, but again, regardless, it's communication. With your with your team, it's communication with your prospects and your clients and your realtor partners, right? Because that's the other thing. Like if you have a client that needs more time and you've communicated that to the client, you also got to communicate to the realtor and explain to them, right? That's and it. you got, you know, and uh, and it's an allocation of resources in a lot of yes. ways, right? It's like how do we yeah. how do we prioritize that? Now mm-hmm. a lot of folks are listening and maybe they don't have a team, right? And so I think the the point in this kind of first yeah position here is you. Again, uh, on the heels of heading into the winter months, you have to have your process dialed in, right? You've got to be communicating at a very, very high level to your agents, to your customers. If you need an extra day to get a prequel done, let everybody know. Um, some of you may be a one-man band. You may be a one-man broker, one one-woman broker, um, and that's that's awesome. You, so you know, some of those things take a little bit more time, but we want you to win every deal that comes mm-hmm. across your desk. And the way you do that is by working through efficient systems and communicating at a very, at a very high level and, and providing that service. And again, we've talked about this a hundred times on this podcast already, but you know, there are a lot of loan officers leaving the business. There's a lot of agents that are going to be left without a referral partner. And we want you to wow them wow those agents yeah. as they're sending deals over to put them on your bench and make them lifelong referral partners. You know, I want to add, to that, have you ever noticed, like, I think, and, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I've recently experienced it. It's like um, a realtor refers you a deal. 
you, you, you absorb that deal. You make the call. You talk to the client for 40 minutes on the phone. That could happen. I don't normally talk to them that long, but it happens. Um, and then they fill out the application and then you go, and then you get the application. You look at the credit and it's a 411 credit score. And you're like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I just spent 45 minutes on the phone with someone that I couldn't qualify. What do you think that is for me? It's an efficient, it's a process breakdown. So it's it's like a lack of efficiency, right? It's not a good use of our time. So I like to, you know, bring that scenario up because it's important for loan officers. Guys, you you have to protect your time. So how do you do that? Right. How do you, you know, how do you, um, how do you protect your time to be able to get more done and to stay focused on the things that are important? For me, for many years, when I was in the trenches and I wasn't closing, but maybe five or six loans a month and I didn't have a team, what I would do is I would, I would make sure that the client was going to the website to fill out the application before right. I ever spoke to them, right? Because 100%. if you're having these high level conversations with someone that you can't qualify anyway, it's just, it's, it's poor time management. It's not effective, okay. right? You could have spent that 45 minutes on a marketing activity, writing thank you notes and a dozen other things you could have been doing that is going to move your business forward. So I'd like you to know, bring that scenario up because yeah, that's, I think a, that's that, an efficiency yeah. issue. Yeah. Dude, I think that's great. And, and I tell you what, I talk about this all the time because again, and, and it goes back to your process and, and the efficiency. And, and I say all the time, the first step is filling out that application. And, and I talk to the borrower, you know, I'll have a conversation, welcome. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Hey, what are you looking to do? Okay. We can accomplish that. Hey, I, first thing I need you to do is go ahead and fill out an application. And, and I, I, to your point, Ken, it kind of tells me who's serious, who's a potential serious borrower. Yeah. And then, and then again, once they fill out their application, now I know how to allocate appropriate resources to them. Right. And, and, and loan programs and things like that. But I think, I think you're, what you just talked about is what a lot of loan officers do that. They get that lead and it's like, they'll spend so much time just convincing that person, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. fill out an application or start the process that then, then it comes in they're like, Oh man, it's, it's a 400 credit score. And, so, yes, you got it. Well, and, and I think that loan officers, y'all listen to this, okay? Because this is very important, what I'm about to say. Loan officers have a fear of losing a deal, okay? I have that fear to some degree, right? I don't lose any deals, right? If I can capture them, they're good loans, let's, let's close them. However, with that said, you can't lose something that you didn't have, right? Right? You just spent time, energy, and effort on a deal you can't close. That's not a deal. So you didn't have it in the first place. And so protect your time. Don't let these time vampires, you know, uh, suck it out of you. Put a better process in place. Uh, Maybe it's changing your script when you're having that intake call. Uh, Me, I have someone on team that has those calls and gets the application rolling. They don't get to KT until I get an application. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. All right. So that was number one. Let's move on to number two. All right. So... Number two, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about. Really, this is this is very encompassing, but just a couple of quick things right now. So, um, really talking about your database, right? You've got to be active, involved, and communicative with your current database. Um, not only are these potential deals that you can pull out, but we want to be in the best possible position when the market does improve. And there's no better time. And, and let's just. Well, for argument's sake, you know, I think there's some general consensus about the beginning of next year, rates potentially starting to come back down. And so we've got to really start those conversations now. So, Ken, one of the things we've been doing um, that we just kind of fired back up in the last couple of weeks was our 
you know, kind of our mortgage check-in, right? Our mortgage efficiency calls, right? And the point of this is, is that, you know, yes, there's always a potential for refinance, cash out, pay off some debt, credit card balances, other things like that. That that's obviously first and foremost. But second is we've gone out and built some very strategic referral relationships with other providers. So financial planners, insurance agents, um, estate planning attorneys. So these other uh, CPAs, these other individuals. And so that's our question when we get them on the phone too, right? Obviously this, the mortgage stuff, but, but a lot of them are first time home buyers and, uh, you know, maybe they had a kid, you know, I go, Hey, listen, have you thought about, you know, uh, 529 savings? Have you, um, really taking advantage of some of the benefits of being a homeowner with your tax? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, let me get you in touch with this CPA or let me get you in touch with this financial planner so they can do some things. Oh, my homeowner's insurance skyrocketed. Oh, great. Let me connect you with this guy over here. And again, I'm, I'm all I'm doing is building those wealth channels where I'm depositing into them, into that insurance agent, into that referral partner, um, so that then they can turn around over time and hand me back their clients that they need. And that's a really great thing to do right now, especially as maybe you're a little bit quieter. Maybe you're not doing as many deals as you normally do. This is a great time to go out and build some of those relationships because we all know come next spring when this refinance frenzy fires up, that all that's going to go to the to the wayside, but it'd still be great to be getting those deals. Yeah, when don't overcomplicate the database marketing. People think database marketing like, oh my gosh, I got to have this very you know sophisticated process and database. Listen, record a video. It's easy. Record a video. If you can do video, record a video. Yep. Write a letter to your database. You can. You can. I've even handwritten letters to my entire database. Like I hand wrote a real letter on a yellow pad and then made colored copies and mm-hmm. sent it out to everybody. And then I put like lumpy stuff in the mail. I've done that. Right. Sure, and sure. you get great response, but, but simplify whatever it is for you. But this is the deal. If you know you're planning for winter and you're planning for that spring market to pop, and there is a lot of market data saying rates are going to be, you know, we could see them as low as in the sixes by March. Um, who knows? I'm not going to bank on it, but I'm definitely going to prepare for it. Sure. And what I'm going to do is I'm already having conversations with my database. Now, let's break down the database. It's it's closed clients, right? Yeah. People that – and then it's my business contacts and it's my real estate agents, right? And I'm just having conversations, brief couple-minute conversations about the market and what it's doing in kind of planning ahead saying, hey, you guys are going to be hearing a lot more – from me than normal because we're just in a very and just tell the truth about the market and where you're at and what you know what 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 kellen just said about hey you you know home values in east texas have gone up 40 percent. well guess what you got a lot more value in your home if you got some debt you want to eliminate march would be a good time to have a conversation about it you know um and then we could possibly refinance them again in 2025 and so just a lot of opportunity and and if you're not having that conversation now being that top of mind uh, to those people, um, you're just going to miss out on a lot of opportunity because if you, no one else is really having the conversation, your competition is probably not having that conversation with their people. You know what most loan officers are doing, Kellen? They're sitting around and they're hoping that business will come in the door. Right. Literally. Like yeah. I drive oh, by every, true. I drive by all my competitors' offices often and there's no one there. 
and I'm just blown away. Like I'm here all day. My team's here all day. Like we're working, you know, oh, yeah. and people are just hoping that things are going to get better without, without doing anything. Well, listen, if you've been in the business any amount of time and you've got a, you know, somewhat of a database, right? Well, you there, I guarantee you there's two loans a month in that database of people who have credit card debt that's higher than they would like. And they're probably at this point with the rates, they are paying 25 to 29% on that credit card debt. And so that seven and a half cash out refinance doesn't look too bad at that point. Right. So again, you, you just have to get more creative, but if you could go eke out two extra deals a month over the next six months, I mean, for a lot of folks, that's the difference between staying in the business and getting out of the business, right? Two extra deals a month is, is not a bad, a bad deal. So just yeah. keep that in mind. I keep that in mind as something. The last thing, Ken, that I just want to throw out kind of real quick. We've, we've gone long here, but this sure. has been good conversation, right? It is as we're pressing into, um, you know, these winter months is just really reiterating the, uh, need the absolute requirement of everybody listening here to be present on social media, to be creating content and to go out. I had an agent <clears throat> come up to me recently and she <clears throat> works in a market that's kind of next door uh, to where I live. And she was asking me, she's like, Hey, who are, she's like, I, I really want to dominate that market. Who's the number one agent in that market? Oh man, I really had to like, it kind of took me back for a second. I had to really kind of think about it. I was like, well, there used to be this guy and there used to be this guy, but, but I don't, I don't know anymore who it is. I mean, I could probably go pull the numbers and tell you, but I don't know. And she's like, okay, cool. Who's the number one loan officer in that market? And I, you know, shame on me. I was kind of stumped again. And she looked at me and she goes, sounds like there's opportunity for both of us. And I was like, man. Like I've never had a realtor just smack me across the face like that. My point in that is if you can't sit here and name who the number one loan officer is in your market or ask people in your town or your area, Hey, who's the, who's the number one LO or loan officer around here? Like, where would you go to get a loan? And if people don't say your name every time, then you've got work to do, right? Go out and build that market share, create promotion, be on social media. Ken's the master of this. And, and, and Ken has the benefit of being in a market that's a little bit smaller, a little bit tighter, close knit. So it's kind of easy to carve that out. I'm in a big metropolitan area, but nonetheless, I still have community that's directly around me and I can still go create brand inside that community. So when people go, Oh, I know him. Oh, I, who am I going to call? I'm going to call that guy, right? I've got work to do. And so for me, that's a big thing for me between now and the next six months is carving out that bit of kind of the, my little corner of the world here where, man, I'm going to own it, right? There's not another loan officer that does social media in my market. It's ripe for the taking and I'm going to go take it. Yeah, I love it. Hopefully none of you are listening to this who are in my market. <laughs> yeah. There's enough business for us all, my man. Um, networking is, in my opinion, it's free. And to your point, the social media, uh, creating content, embracing, you know, like I'm a big, you know, I love using chat GPT to help me create scripting and, 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 uh, content ideas and things like that. Um, it's really simple. And sometimes Kellen's like, well, Kenneth, you're not everyone. Like he tells me that often, man, you're not like everyone. And I'm like, oh, so I got, 
sometimes I got to get in the mind of the originator early on or the early days when they're not closing what they want to close and I have to go back there. But the real reality is, is that like, it's not hard if you just do things without expecting anything in return. Like I spend so much time talking uh, and giving of my time and resources, whether it's uh, doing a real estate class or being plugged into the local board of realtors, um, doing the networking events that they put on, throwing in a little door prize that, you know, uh, I happen to have a lake house. I'll give the lake house away for a weekend. You know, it's air to me because I'm paying for it regardless. And so it's like giving something of, you know, a donation for a fundraiser. And, and I'm just constantly out there to Kellen's point. We have a local, um, all things long view. People go in there and say, Hey, looking for a mortgage lender, or looking for real estate. Dude, they say looking for a real estate agent. My name pops up every time. Yeah. And yeah, it's just because yeah. I'm out there in the community doing things, uh, posting about my children. It don't have to be business related. It can no, be sometimes, no, but sometimes yeah. it's not. And so yeah. it's just consistently doing it and making yourself doing it and making it a priority. And it does take time to create a habit of doing it. But if you do it and you can, and, and you can, people, you just buy brain cells and That's then it. eventually you're going to, and you're, you may do it for a long time with nothing immediate. That's the problem is everybody wants results right now because they're hurting. And I'm just telling you anything that you do is going to take a little time, right. To, to build up. And, you know, the only, the only right now business is uh, buying leads and calling and getting, you know, 20 rejections for one. Yes. Right. I'm not built that way. <laughs> like I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want that process for me. I, I like to be relationship uh, networking top of mind, uh, giving of my time resources, um, donate helping, being a being a pillar in the community and really, you know, showcasing who I am outside of just mortgages. And that's it, right? I mean, that's the whole bit, right? It's personality. We're we're building to your point, buying brain cells, building brand. That's what we've got to do. So I hope that uh, again, I know, you know, this podcast started off a little a little scary and it do, certainly wasn't intended to be that way. I just want um I want all loan officers that are thinking about this, like I want you in the business next year. Like I, I'm not scared of competition. It's better for all of us. I think it's the good ones I want to stick around. So I want to see you succeed. I want to see you win. Um, and so let's do that. Right. And so all we're saying is be thinking about the fact that the slower months are ahead. Be thinking yeah. about what you need to do to put things in place to win and survive and uh and and be able to win on the other side. So not not negative, not scary, just uh just truthful, right? And so hopefully something we said triggered, hey man, you know, I really need to work on this or that that's something I need to improve on and get yourself in a position to win. So thank you all very much, Ken. Appreciate you, my friend. Yeah, man. My pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks everybody.